Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I am Ray Ray. And I am David Van Beveren. Coming and to you is. from Lynn Valley, Kansas. <laughs> yes, and I, again, I'm Ray Ray from Springfield, Missouri, the original Tag Your It studio. No, it's kidding. No, but anyway, we are also joined yet again with our brother, um, our abolitionist brother in Christ here, Wes Scroggins. So if you uh, go back in our catalog, um, you I'm trying to think if this is the third time you've been on the show, but again, we welcome you back to the tag. You're at studio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this is going to be a wonderful evening. I know that uh, we have hit um, abolition, um, abolition, abolition a lot, but there's a lot of stuff going on that we get, we need you guys to know and hear um, be able to ask questions and all that, all those kind of things. So please uh, tune in, listen. Um, if there are any more questions after this show, please have them written down. Let us know. Maybe we can get Wes back. Maybe um, we can get some other things rolling sure. as well. So, sure. Yeah, anytime. Well, Wes, before we allow you to introduce yourself, I would like Adam to maybe share with everyone at the beginning of the program just a reminder about the abolitionist rally that you have been working to organize and maybe give us just a few things about that. And maybe you can throw in just okay. a few little things before we jump into who you are and just a, a few other things like that concerning the bill specifically. Um, last week, we shared with you um, that uh, there is an Abolish Abortion Missouri rally on February 9th. 2022 from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Missouri State Capitol. Now, um, just to let you guys know, this is Wes Scroggins. He's the man, the myth, and the legend of Abolish Abortion Missouri. So this is a, you know, an integral piece uh, to the understanding of what's going on at the rally as well. Um, and he's also sent out an email to all of us that are a part of the um, this whole abolition thing here in Missouri, which if you need to be a part of it, let us know, let him know. Um, we can get you the information so you can get on this email list or whatever. But anyway, at this rally, we do have an official itinerary. So we will have me, Adam Cochran, speaking. We'll have Senator Mike Moon speaking. Joshua Jenkins, remember, he's our tag fellow. He's going to be speaking. We got Kevin Myers. We've had him on the show. He's with Abolish Abortion Kansas. He'll be speaking. We have uh, Brandon Dodd, again, another tag fellow um, that's going to be speaking there. Um, both him and Josh Jenkins being the pastors of Hope Baptist that we did the God government conference which is another new little piece there's another conference coming up in april that they're putting on we'll get you that information soon because we do not want that one to steal the show quite yet so that's what's going on we've got also some songs to sing oh wait i forgot a speaker because i did not scroll down we have another guy that's been on the show pastor brett baggett will be there live and in person um, from uh, Ecclesia Muskogee in Muskogee, Oklahoma. If you remember, we did that show. He has that wonderful documentary, A Storm Comes Rolling Down the Plane. He's going to be there and speak. And I think I got everything, didn't I, Wes? That is, uh, that's a very good, yes, uh, kind of a summary of, of, the, of the rally. It's going to be a great time. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I hope, you know, everybody who's listening can come and join us there uh, on that day. And, um, you know, let's just raise up the righteous standard and rally for Senate Bill 699. Yeah. So how long have you been doing these abolition rallies? This will be the third one that we've had Between. here in Missouri, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, Senator Mike Moon uh, introduced, uh, you know, the bill, the first of the first year he was in the House. It was a House bill uh, last year, this year, it's a Senate bill. And so, yeah, this is this is year number three. And so, so well, real are, quick on that, the <clears throat> date of the rally again is February 9th. That's a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And yes. last year when we went, that was the same day that there was the hearing for the Senate bill. Is that going to be the same thing with this year's rally? Is that one reason we chose the date of the 9th? We chose February 9th simply because we wanted to get the rally uh, early. We wanted to have it early, right? So we mm -hmm. were wanting to build 
uh, support for the bill um, earlier in the session, you know, because that's that's always to your advantage if you can get things rolling early. Uh, the later, you know, uh, longer it takes, uh, more of the session that expires, just the harder it is to, to move anything through. We are hoping that um, a hearing will fall on February the 9th. Mm. We're working on that. And that's, that's, that's an issue, I think, uh, guys, that we need to talk about uh, here uh, before our time is over. Um, but, but we have requested, all right, the, uh, a hearing on February the 9th. Whether we will get it, that's, that's an issue that, uh, that, that we, we need to talk about probably here in a little while. Well, let's just kind of jump into a few things. It's it's always cool when we talk to individuals who listen to the podcast and maybe they have listened to it a few years ago and then they come back and listen to it again. And then all the time we're getting new individuals because of new contacts who are listening to the podcast. I know me moving to Kansas allowed me the opportunity to kind of get a, a set of some new ears to listen to. And so one of the things, Wes, I know that I don't want to take for granted is just allowing you to kind of tell us just a little bit about yourself for some of our newer listeners and maybe some people who missed the program that you came on. So just tell us just a little bit about who you are, about what you do, and uh, again, how you got into abolitionism. Okay, well, uh, again, my name is Wes Scroggins, and I was uh, born and raised uh, around the Springfield, Missouri area. Been here all, all my life. I, I'm a college professor, all right? Um, teach at, uh, at Missouri State University, teaching in the business school. Uh, married, I've got uh, several children, and, uh, you know, uh, have a small farm out to uh, kind of the southwest uh, of, of Springfield. And so that's just a little bit, you know, about, uh, about, about me. Um, I've been uh, really, as far as the abolition movement, uh, you know, how did I get involved? Uh, got involved through um, just meeting people. And, um, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a number of folks, uh, folks like Rusty Thomas mm -hmm. of Operation Save America. You guys are, are familiar. I mean, you, you know him. Yeah. And uh, there's probably a number of your listeners that know him, but, but he's been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. And, and so, you know, just uh, over time, meeting guys like him, uh, working with them, um, it, it just, um, you know, the, just the, the desire to, uh, you know, see abortion end, uh, you know, God working in my life, on my heart, um, you know, to, uh, you know, as to the evil of it and, and the need for us to repent of that and, and work to abolish it, um, you know, is really is what has kind of pulled me, you know, into, you uh, into doing what I'm doing now with Abolish Abortion Missouri. So mm -hmm. Abolish Abortion Missouri was a massive supporter of the resolution that we authored this year that Adam and I made sure we promoted. In fact, mm -hmm. we could not have been able to have the booklets handed out. We wouldn't have got free mm -hmm. the states there. Heck, Adam and I's debate wouldn't have been nearly as well supported had it not been for the folks over at Abolish Abortion Missouri. So yeah. Adam and I have had plenty of opportunities to talk about our reflections on. And if the you guys were, if you guys were at the at the NBCAM, um, did you recognize that? Yeah, we still got a bunch of them <laughs> anyway. But yeah, this is uh, the material that was passed around. So you know, this is real. This is legit. Um, mm -hmm. Something that's uh, been put together um, for the purpose of especially raising awareness um, back then of what's going on now. So now we're going to start seeing how those MBCAM things can actually materialize and become real, um, you know, and so that, you know, all the efforts of everybody did not go in vain, um, even though what we were there for at the time didn't happen. Um, these things um, are little butterflies through history anyway. And so hopefully things become a little bit more real um, as they see, hey, they, they could have had a hand in it then let's get a hand in it now. Right. That kind of prompts my question. I guess I would need to make sure I publicly thank you as I have multiple times, Wes, for making sure you prominently posted Tag Your It podcast on that material. That was so cool that you did that. Thank you. But You're welcome. Adam and I have had all these opportunities to reflect on our thoughts. Here you are not a Missouri Baptist Convention messenger, but you're definitely a Missouri Baptist in many ways. Like, mm -hmm. what were your thoughts on the actual, 
I know it's been a few months now, but what were your thoughts on the annual meeting? And like, what were some of the good things that you saw there? And, and what were some of the things that kind of were uh, maybe even just a little bit frustrating as you watched some of the debate? Well, uh, <laughs> oh man, what a question. Um, you know, uh, it, it was very frustrating to me to, to see Missouri Baptist not have any more concern for abolishing abortion than, than, than what I saw. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, 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 I guess I'm starting kind of with the downside first. That's okay. Um, you know, um, the disappointments I, um, I, I was really hoping that Missouri Baptist, you know, given what they preach, right. Their, their statement of faith would, would definitely, um, you know, have more of a concern for abolishing abortion and saving babies in this state than, than what I witnessed there. All right. Um, because I did not really witness or get the impression that there was really a whole lot of concern for doing that. And, um, I mean, your, your resolution, um, they didn't do much with that and, and really passed a resolution in the end. My understanding is they passed a resolution in the end that, um, you know, basically uh, tolerates abortion and, and, and keeps it alive and keeps it well. And so that was a very, very big disappointment for me uh, on, on the part of Missouri Baptist, which, which I am. I, I, I grew up, you know, Southern Baptist and, and, and Missouri Baptist. Um, you know, though, I, I, I saw some good things. I mean, uh, gosh, uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, the, uh, the convention it, itself is, is alive and well. There's a lot of people there. There was a lot of excitement. Um, I think it's important that, that we, we, we just got to keep preaching away and we, we've just got to continue to, to, to reach those people, um, you know, with the message of, of, of God's truth really is what it comes down to, in my opinion, you know, the, the message of God's truth, uh, the truth about abortion, that it's an abomination, it's an evil that needs to be immediately ended. It's something that we need to repent of. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to just uh, continue to, to reach them with that truth. And that was one of, the, I think, the good things, um, you know, uh, that I saw coming out of, of the uh, convention is that I think that we did that. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we changed a lot of minds uh, or maybe, maybe not any, but we got the message out mm-hmm. and uh, we, we definitely, you know, uh, got it out. They definitely heard the message of, of, of abolition, the message mm-hmm. of God's truth. And, and, and that was one of the positives I, you know, uh, that I came away with that conv- from, from the convention. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you say that. Cause I mean, that was our kind of theme going on into mm-hmm. it. The knowledge of abolition would be there Yep. and it was there. And so, you know, what I see that you're saying here is we did um, say, you know, they didn't go for the Missouri bat or the Missouri Baptist for ab- abolishing abortion resolution. They had their own, they did say that we repent of any personal or corporate apathy towards abortion and will by God's grace bear fruit in keeping with that repentance. And so, you know, Baptists have said that Missouri Baptists have said that right. we've got to keep each other accountable and you that may be on the outside can be an outside voice as a brother still doesn't matter what the membership line is. Right. But you are able to go, Hey, wait a second. Are you Missouri Baptist? You know, that you're acting apathetic and your people have spoken saying, we will not do that anymore. We will repent. So we can hold Missouri Baptist. Hey, if if you're acting apathetic to that, um, how about this resolution um, that we passed? We, we have something in writing that people, that the congregation said, I, (laughs) and we can hold them to that. We also have to hold them to the fact that they did call for equal justice. That's the kicker. And that's another show possibly, but you know, we got to make sure that we, if somebody says something, hold them to it and then have the conversation, great, great conversation anyway, to, to get into, um, by those two things. So, um, I'm glad that you're able to see that there is the knowledge was there. Um, there was some little keys there. Um, but yeah, that still wasn't there, but yeah. And let me add, you know, I, I think that we need to continue to, to preach the inconsistencies in this resolution mm. uh, because they're there. Um, you have noted the, um, 
the 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 end of the resolution there where they basically state that that they you know that Missouri Baptists repent. But I think that if you look up just a little ways up from that, um, it's also resolved that that they thank they thank legislators yes. for passing legislation that reduces the number of abortions. Well, there's a major inconsistency. I mean, correct? Mm -hmm. um, you can't repent of something and turn from it and walk away while at the same time you're thanking your magistrates for um, for for tolerating abortion, right? For for passing legislation that keeps it alive, but simply regulates it, reduces the number of abortions that are taking place. Yeah, that's not repentance. And that's what brings that's us exactly to it. this new Senate Bill 699 introduced by Senator Mike Moon. So if you don't mind, tell us just a little bit about it. I know that it's probably very similar to the resolution or to his Senate bill last year, but just give us kind of some oversights on it. Maybe give us some areas where that resolution itself there actually is going to further that component. Does that make sense? Yes. And uh, before you go on that, though, I do want to apologize. Um, we did um, advertise that Mike Moon would have been here on the show with us tonight, and he is just unable to. He was willing to, wanting to. Things have come up. And so, um, you know, being who he is and what he's doing, let's, uh, you know, let him do what he needs to do. Um, again, maybe a future show we can get on here, but I just wanted to apologize. We did advertise um, yesterday that we'd have him on the show. He's not on here. So, you know, uh, but Wes is in there with with him on this whole issue. Wes knows everything um, that uh, we need to know and uh, what can be known anyway about what's going on with Mike Moon. So, you know, there's no discrepancy between him. This is your representative right here to to our senator. So. Right. Yeah. Senate Bill 699 is a true what we think a true abolition bill. All right. Mm. It, it doesn't tolerate abortion. It doesn't seek to regulate abortion. Or, or, or reduce the number of abortions, you know, to a certain number, right? Um, it is a bill that, if passed, would completely abolish abortion in this state, right? I mean, it just, it, it's, it's over. It, it, it becomes illegal. And, um, you know, it, it criminalizes uh, people that uh, participate in, I mean, it makes abortion a crime. It criminalizes. Mm -hmm. And so it, um, it criminalizes those that participate in that crime that's so in other words it upholds equal justice for the pre-born it upholds equal justice right yeah by, so so what know, is it what is the definition of a person then a person uh, by by missouri law right mm -hmm. uh, well even biblical law in my opinion or biblical or scriptures yes you know, a person is defined as um i mean basically you have personhood from the point of conception, yes. right? That so that egg is fertilized, the point of conception, um, you know, personhood is recognized, uh, that baby is created in the image of God, it bears God's image, bears God's spirit, and, um, you know, therefore, it should have protection under the law, mm -hmm. just like any other human being has. And so right? equal justice in that sense means if a man, if a woman, or underneath the Noahic covenant, if an animal were to shed blood, there would have to be a reckoning from the civil magistrate for that. Exactly. Without distinction, whatever, we're talking about a single person that gets murdered, no matter who did it, that's equal protection. That's equal protection. Okay. Right. And mm -hmm. it, this, this bill recognizes uh, that abortion is murder. All right. It's, it's murder. And therefore, those are involved need to be uh, held accountable for for murder. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly what it does. So, what I want to do, and we've kind of teased at this a little bit, but give us some really clear objective steps that people in the state of Missouri and abolitionists can take to actually support and voice their support for Senator Moon's bill. Okay, well, there, there are a number of things that, that we need to be doing. And uh, again, I, I think, you know, one of the first things that, that we need to do 
as as Christians and it was the people of Missouri. Um, we, we need to repent, right? We need to, to recognize uh, our role in this over the years mm-hmm. that we have, um, you know, been complicit, that we have tolerated this and we need to repent of I, I, our role in, in, in this and, you know, then get involved. I mean, it's mm-hmm. time to get involved in the fight, in the battle to end abortion in this, in this state. And that's, that's what we need to be doing. So, you know, what are some things uh, that, that need to occur to, to make that happen? Currently, right now, Senate Bill 699 is, has been assigned to a Senate committee. And it's, in the, um, it's been assigned to the seniors' family. Let me see if I can say this correctly. It's the seniors' families. Veterans and Military Affairs Committee mm-hmm. is the committee that's been assigned to, and that's right? a little weird, isn't it? It's it's it, it's a it's a little yeah, it seems a little strange that okay, that so it would, it would go to that committee. It, yeah. it, it does. Yeah, and I want um, to sort of bring that out here. Um, so last year, or, or I guess last session, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Mike Moon put out uh, Senate Bill three nine one. Yeah. Now, where did that one go? It went to the Health and Pensions Committee. So at least there's a word health. They're, they're, yeah, the health and pensions okay, committee. So there's, right. there's health there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one, it's, right. yeah, again, it's the seniors, families, veterans, and military affairs. Right. And that's, yeah. and that's where it is. Now, um, you know, I, I, I think that that was intentionally done, uh, in, in, in my opinion. Now, again, what I'm stating is, is really just an opinion. Um, but in my opinion, that was intentional, that it, it was assigned to, to that committee. Uh, Senator Moon actually requested that it be assigned once again to the Health and Pensions Committee. Mm-hmm. That's where he wanted it to go, was back to that same committee. The, 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 spe- the, the pro tem, the, the Senate pro tem or the president of the Senate refused to do that. Basically, he uh, assigned it to this committee instead. Is he a and Republican or a Democrat? Republican. Uh, so wait a second. I'm making sure what you're saying is a pro-life Republican is making sure that he kicks off a bill that would end abortion immediately to a committee where the chips are stacked against it. Correct. That's the way it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it certainly does appear that way. Uh, the the uh, the seniors um, you know, committee is chaired by Senator Bill White. And uh, Senator Bill White uh, was was a part of the Health and Pensions Committee last year, last session. And um, he refused to support Senate Bill 391 back in in, in the session last year when it was in that Health and and Pensions Committee. Um, Now he's chairing the Seniors Committee that the bill has been assigned to, and he has uh, already indicated that he he has no support for this bill, and um, you know we we're, we're not even for sure that the bill will even get a hearing uh, under because basically that's his decision, right? Senator Senator White will be the one that makes the decision as to where and when the the bill gets a hearing, and so. Uh, Dave, earlier you were you were asking about February nine. Can we get a hearing on that date? Senator Moon has requested that Senator White, the chair of the committee, give the bill a hearing on February the ninth. As of right now, Senator White is refusing to do that, um, and he's refusing to give it a a hearing at all on any date. Uh, whatsoever. All right. So that's the current status where, where we are, what is happening with Senate bill 699 at the present time, uh, we can basically say it is stuck in that committee. Hmm. And so it's going to be up to the people, right? It's going to be up to us to, to get into the battle, to get into the fight and to do what we can to urge Senator Bill White to give that bill a hearing. Yeah. And and to 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 allow it to to move forward to the next step. Yeah. So and, just to get help people understand this process, because again, that's I'm going to say most of the problem is people don't know the system. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't understand like you know 
and whenever I fit, found out, it's like, and figured it, and saw that we can ignore row. That was like the linchpin, like, Oh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing this? You know, it's like, I thought we had to play the game, but you know, so it's one of those things if, if people understand the system. So um, he pre-files mm-hmm. his, uh, the Missouri, the, yeah, the bill for, and so that's the, uh, what is the, just the, get the official thing is the abolition of abortion in Missouri act is, is a uh, Senate bill six, nine, six You can look all this up online. Right. So he pre-files before yes. the session, which started January 5th. Is the that 5th. correct? Yes. Right. Wednesday the 5th. Okay. And then uh, you can look this up. This is easy. I just did a quick look. Well, it was first read. What does that mean that it's first read on the fifth? It was first read. Right. It means it got a, a reading on the, um, uh, I, I think on the floor of the Senate. Okay. Right? It got so, a, what they call a first read, meaning that it was introduced okay. uh, to, to the Senate at, at that time. Okay. And the, uh, it was a second read and referred to. So who's reading this thing or. I can't be 100% sure as to, to, to those details as to who's reading it. Um, I just know that, that the bill gets what they call a read where okay. it is, you know, it's, it, it's, it's heard right yeah. by, by the Senate, um, you know, and then it's after that second read that it is referred to a committee right okay. if it gets referred yeah um and 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 this one did i mean it got referred to this committee um and so after the second read it's usually you know people are aware of it mm-hmm. right and and so it's uh, it's it's referred once it gets into that that committee then it has to have a hearing right okay. and and once it gets a hearing then those committee members and and this committee has eight it, it it's a committee of of six republicans and two democrats all right so so you know guys you would think uh, we, we could we could get the votes yeah. we, we've got to have five we've got to have five yes votes yeah so if we have like doug ritchie and like this is a public thing if we have six republicans that are pro-life that would be like doug ritchie that said i will sign anything up to abolition so i want to just jump in real Piece quick of cake. here yeah exactly yeah. Here's the deal. According to justfacts.votesmart.org, uh, Mr. White here, Senator White, has a 100% rating from Missouri Right to Life. So you would think that he would be more than happy to try to end abortion. Yeah. Well, he may have that 100% rating from Missouri Right to Life, but I want to I, I want to make it very very clear right here uh, on your show. Senator Bill White is the one that is holding this abolition bill up in the Senate and mm. is looking to kill it and make sure that it dies in the Missouri Senate. That's the pro life senator here that Dave is is referring to. Um, and again, just like Bob Onder last year, just, whenever yep. Dave was up there. Whenever they're having the rally last year, he got mm-hmm. to witness. Again, we don't have pro-choice. The pro-choice people are just sitting back relaxed mm-hmm. because they know that the pro-life folks will do what they want for them. So we'll kill the abolition thing and we'll give uh, the pro-life people some some steps back. But then eventually we're going to go over here. They're, they're willing to play the gradual game. This is why yeah. we have to not play the gradual game and just do the right thing mm-hmm. by God saying, woe to you who make uh, unjust laws mm-hmm. and woe to you, those who murder both of them. And then there's a clear pathway for us to walk that we have to walk exactly. and not be guilted into losing one. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so we need, we need people calling Senator White's office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I wished I, I had the phone number with me. Um, Don't worry, I'll find can, it. I'll find it yeah, and we'll, we'll share it's it. Easy, it's Take easy to your find. Time. I mean, just go to the Senate website, go to Bill White's, um, you know, Senate page, and you'll find his office number there. But we need people. We need people calling and, and not just calling once. We need people calling multiple times over and over and over again. And we need we need a lot of people. He needs to hear from us that we want this bill uh, to get a hearing. And so you know, uh, once a bill gets a hearing, here's, here's how it works. It gets a hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is, is voted due pass, I think is what they call it. Then it, meaning it's voted out of committee, meaning a majority of the committee members uh, vote to pass it out of committee. 
then it goes to the Senate floor for debate. This is how it'll work, where it can be debated by the entire Senate uh, on the Senate floor. Um, Then it it goes to the House chamber, right, where it's got to go through the same process in the House. So right now, that's where we are with Senate Bill 699 and Senator Bill White. And and really, I'll tell you, I, I would even encourage uh, listeners to to call all of the people on that committee. Um, again, there's eight of them. Yeah, and- so we got, uh, I got it up right here. So Senator Bill Wyatt, he's the chairman of mm-hmm. the, again, the Seniors Families uh, Veterans and Military Affairs Committee, right? He's the yes. chairman of it, Bill White. He's a Republican and his number is 573-751-2173. That is 573 573- Seven five one two one seven three. Now, if there's numbers that you need, we got them. But again, like you said, you can go to the Missouri.gov um, website, um, look up your senators and everything, and be able to get them. But we've got uh, Bill White, Elaine Gannon, Rick. So Bratton. here, yeah, Rick Bratton, Bratton. Mm-hmm. yeah, Bratton, yep. Justin Brown, Cindy O. Laughlin, uh, Holly Thompson, Raider, Raider, yes. Raider, yep, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Roberts, and Jill Shup. And uh, so the, the the last two that I named are the Democrats. But again, again, those are eight people. We got six. If uh, all pro-life people could be like what Doug Ritchie said, I will assign anything up to and including abolition documents. Right. So if this was in the House, Doug Ritchie hopefully would have been able to go. I will sign that. Um, but this is not the House. This is the Senate. the Senate. All right. But we got six people who are Republican. If you're Republican, mostly you're pro pro life, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're willing, this is a this is a shoe in to get to the floor to debate. Should be a shoe in. Well, it, it should be for people who um, who profess to be Christians. Yeah. Here's what you I want to say. <clears throat> I hope that people will any of our listeners who is who are not really serious about understanding the way that the pro-life movement has destroyed any abolitionist bills. Mm-hmm. Mark our words. Bill White has a hundred percent rating from Missouri life, right to life. If he really wants to save children's lives, if he wants to end abortion, if Missouri Baptists are casting their votes for people like Bill White, then they're doing so against the greater sentiment of what we as Missouri Baptist and Southern Baptist have said, that person doesn't want to end abortion. You will see it. These people do not want to end abortion. They want to moderate it and moderate it and moderate it so they can keep getting checks from the right to life folks and getting 100% ratings, buying your votes. Just watch. You'll see. Yeah, There's no money in maintaining. So remember, even if we abolish abortion, right, we have to maintain that. Because it is a representative democracy, a constitutional representative democracy, just like Israel, things were great for a while, and then they went south, and then they went great for a while and went south. So the thing is, you can still build an industry of maintenance of abolition. So you're not losing anything. They might act like they're losing, but you're not losing anything, and you're only gaining God's favor. So well said. But I, what I, do you I believe? That. You believe that God will actually give you favor without being a prosperity gospel person. <laughs> you know, that's can can have you dug deep enough to be able that we can have God's blessings and maintenance. So there's nothing that you lose. It's just, yeah, you might not have as strong of a platform on the pro-life thing, but guess what? You abolished it and you just you, you pride on that. You go, we did what God asks us to do as the people that are wielding a sword against the evildoers, the evildoers, not just being the abortionists, being premeditated murderers. I don't care if it's a man that coerces a woman to go to get an abortion, or if it's the woman themselves, which we have people shouting their abortions. We mm-hmm. we're Christians and they, we, we get it said to us, you believe stuff from goat herders. You believe stuff. So arcane child sacrifice is also arcane. Okay. It's a U2 sort of fallacy that can be done there. Or we can just go, yep, that's been done for years. We want to murder babies and you don't. And that's really the issue. 
And so we need a society that, again, as um, whenever I was talking with with uh, the, the boys of Free the States, it's like they were freaking out like, well, if we do it in Missouri, they'll just go to other states. It's like, well, shouldn't we want to marginalize sin from society, even if yeah. it's just Missouri? Like I'm sitting here boggled going, how can we not see this? And it's, it is so emotional, but this is the Rousseau, not the scriptural worldview um, that has just been maintained for years and years. And it's coming to a head and where there was a false truce, the neutrality is the no neutrality is actually showing and yeah. it's only getting thicker. Yeah. Well, Sorry, Hey, let, let me No, Adam, goodness, man. Everything you said was spot on, man. I so agree with it. I'm just always encouraged by the arguments that you make mm-hmm. and the, the way they resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, uh, there are a few questions that we have that came up mm-hmm. within uh, some of the discussions that I had with other individuals regarding um, the Senate bill last year. So um, I'm going to just go ahead and jump to those if that's okay. Um, And uh, Wes, if you don't have a great answer for it, maybe Adam can also maybe just kick in just a little bit too. Uh, That's fine. Uh, But this was a question that I received. And you guys can hear me good. Everything's working all right. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. So here you go. These are questions that have been submitted to me by some of our audience members. And so I'm just going to share it with you and let you respond, Wes. Here was the question. Last year, some of the legislators claimed the way the previous bill was written would take away financial support from the pregnancy resource centers in the state that help mothers choose life and support them when they are in desperate situations. Is that true about last year's bill? And would that type of criticism come against this bill? That is true of of the uh, the criticism of the bill last year from legislators. It is also true uh, that criticism came from um, pro life groups mm-hmm. uh, around the state, like Missouri, you know, Right for Life, uh, Campaign Life, Missouri, uh, in St. Louis. And sure, I expect that that very same criticism to, uh, you know, to be leveled against uh, Senate Bill 699 if it should get a get, get a hearing. Right. We're, we're going to hear people coming in, testifying against the bill that's going to use, um, you know, that that very argument uh, again. I think it's um, I, I think that that argument is is almost as as evil as, as the practice of abortion itself. Mm. Um, you know, we should not idolize our ministries and, yeah. and that's, that's what I see happening here with, uh, with some of these groups. We, we, we've almost, uh, idolized our ministries to the point that basically, you know, what we're arguing here is that, you know, we, we can't, we can't end this evil. Um, you know, let's let's don't end you know, killing babies and 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 in this abomination because if we do, it, it may have a negative impact upon our ministries. Um, that is, in my opinion, just a very uh, a very twisted, a very evil argument to make, especially on the part of people that call themselves Christians. That uh, that this evil ought, you know, we you know we just got to continue because just it, it'll, it'll hurt us. It'll hurt ministries. If we, if we end this immediately once and for all, wouldn't it be awesome um, if we could cure cancer, right? And if we could cure uh, cancer, what's that going to do to the doctors that have mm-hmm. made livings and careers on cancer? Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's the same. Here's an analogy. You cure cancer. Like you come up with the cure. Say you're a nice person and you just hand it out for free. Guess what you just did. You killed the jobs of doctors. They're going to be ticked at you. Or hopefully if they're like real regenerate people, they would be going, this is an awesome gift from God. And I'm glad I don't Mm -hmm. have this job anymore. So this is, these are people that are acting as though they have nothing else to do. (laughs) And that's the sad thing is, you know, if, if everybody went bald, that would stink, but I wouldn't have a job anymore. But do you think I'm identified by my job or am I identified by being a disciple of Jesus Christ? And maybe if everybody ever, every in the world went bald, that's God telling me, I don't want you to be a barber anymore. Maybe we change our perspective of what God has for us. If mm-hmm. what we're doing now goes away. 
Well, right. let me dive into exactly. this real quick yeah. because I, I want to make sure that I'm understanding some of the concerns here. So the concern and the criticism that was labeled against it was that if this bill is passed, there is funding from the government that's going to stop going to these places. Yeah. Okay. So that's- is there a line that is going to cut some funding for these supports for these pregnancy support um, centers? Like, I think that's an important thing to, to make, be clear. And if that's the case, you know, build me a little bit on again, why that is going to be the case is going to be because we're not going to need as much money going to these, you know, help me out with that. Well, yeah, I, I can't say exactly, right? But there, there's nothing in the bill itself that would say, um, if passed, this or that funding gets cut. That right? there, that's that, that, that is what it, I wanted to make sure you got there, at. No, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there, there, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But what what the argument centers around is some of these groups, you know. Um, uh, that that are you know that run these pregnancy resource centers you know there there are there's federal funds right that mm-hmm. that that they get that is attached to certain things now it's it's those things i guess for lack of a better word that i'm not for sure you know all the details of that they're not going to be but, needed because abortion well, will be illegal right well well there there you go i mean you um, get you so you we, get rid of um like the need for pills yeah you don't need money for those pills so you're not really reducing money for the things offered that are good you're just losing the money for the things offered that were bad well yeah correct and and then you know you've got things like um like counseling right so so for example if, if abortion is is illegal it's ended in this state um you know, these groups will not be able to engage in uh, in counseling women who might be considering, you know, seeking abortion. And therefore, you know, there's certain federal money that. For that more than than those dollars may be lost. And, and it's, you know, it's it, it, it's those kinds of arguments that are made. Um, I don't know about you guys. Well, I, I do know about you guys. I, I know exactly where you stand. So I guess I put, should put it that way. <laughs> but hey, I, I'm I'm willing to lose that funding. All right, um, you know, a ministry. I, I I'd be willing to um, you know to hang it up tomorrow if uh, we would you know um, 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 make abortion illegal and save key, children. Key and in there and return to the righteousness of God. Key in there on that statement. Yeah. Amen. Key in on that statement, though. Crisis pregnancy. There Mm -hmm. are unexpected pregnancies. And, you know, the greatest disservice we do to those women is allow them to treat that life as protoplasm and cells that they can just Mm -hmm. remove. We can still Mm -hmm. have pregnancy emergency pregnancy centers where we give these young women training and help and actually minister to them and allow them to understand, Hey, this is a life. Here's how you become a better mother. Here's how you deal with this. Here is where, because this was such a massively major crisis in your life, here's where we can send you to get this child uh, adopted. That's not the argument. It is as a pregnancy emergency pregnancy resource center. It is, well, now that abortion will be illegal, we won't have any ability to give any of these women counseling. That is baloney. That is a that is a straw yeah, you man. Don't, yeah, you don't think that churches or anybody else will chime in to fund. All you have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you what they're worried about. Because like if if these pregnancy centers were ran by people that went to church, they'd be like, yeah, if we lose that then what are they doing all the time anyway? Fundraising. So this is just a red herring and it's a, it's very fallacious and it's only just to knock you off your feet real quick if you don't have a quick answer. Right. But there will always be funding need. for mothers yeah. who need help. There will be. This is America. There is and there will be. It's just we're not going to fund your murder. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the exactly. one thing that doesn't get funded by pill or by surgery, you know, surgery, whatever way that you want to do it, you know, like we're not going to fund that, but 
who thinks that we're not going to fund people that are in real need of help? Exactly. Yeah. There, there will always be the need there Yeah. Uh, for, for, for those centers. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but it's, you know, they, they claim that at least part of their funding might be cut. Um, you know, even if that's the case, um, you know, I would rather be obedient to God than um, to continue uh, to allow this, uh, this, this uh, abomination to exist in our land. Yeah. We got to well, end it. Let me shoot another question to you. Yeah. I had two really good questions and uh, want to make sure I get this one to you. And then we'll have two, three really short ones, I promise. Another legislator shared that the old state law on the books charged those who performed the abortions with murder, not the mothers. They claimed they could not support the bill because the bill would charge mothers with murder. Is that really true? Is this really an issue? It's true. And it's really an issue. Um, you know, if you've got a woman who has the intent of killing her baby, you define that child as a person at the moment of conception. So it has personhood, right? It has equal protection under, mm -hmm. under the law. Mm -hmm. um, that woman who intentionally makes an appointment at an abortion clinic, you know, to go and have an abortionist kill that baby is just as guilty of murder mm -hmm. as is the abortionist who actually performs it. All right. That is equal justice under the law. It makes no sense to hold one person accountable for that murder and not the other. All right. Mm -hmm. Both parties were were a, a part of that and 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 made that happen and and took the life of that child and so as abolitionists we believe that that mother who has that intent has that motivation is 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 just as guilty as as is the abortionist in the murder of that baby yeah. And so, but the thing is, is it every mother or what's, what's in place, what's going on here? So when it, well, that's the, that's the thing is whenever I talk to people, I never, I know now because I've wanted to understand the processes of how things work, mm -hmm. um, criminal, criminal code and all that kind of stuff is every woman that get, so let, let's just word it this way. Everyone does every woman that gets an abortion, get charged with murder. Well, that again, that's up to the a prosecutor, all yeah. right, to, to answer. I, I, you know, I can't, can't answer that. Yeah. I, I, just a little bit ago, as I was answering the question, um, I wanted to be very careful to use the word intentional intent, mm -hmm. right? Now, in the bill, there is an exception to, um, you know, for women who have been coerced. I mean, we do recognize that sometimes, you know, there are cases where there are women who are forced against their will to get an abortion. They're, they're coerced into that, um, you know, with very negative consequences uh, if, if they're not. And so the bill recognizes that. And that's why I say, um, you know, Adam, um, the, the issue of establishing intent and whether charges would be filed would be up for a prosecutor to decide. So it has to right? go through a system. So it's not like immediately we find, no. we find, you know, a bloody woman and baby parts, right? We don't just pick up stones, right? No. We're not going to pick up stones to stone her to death because you know, no. she goes under a fair trial, fair speed, like all the rights that are well, afforded to everyone. Exactly. Right? Look, look at how, look yes. at how these things proceed, you know, uh, in, in, in other kinds of, of cases where people, you know, have been maybe arrested, you know, uh, for, for murder. Um, you know, there's a prosecutor who looks at the evidence to see if there is, uh, is enough evidence or a reason, a motive, you know, in order to charge them. And um, then, you know, has to make that case, right? Mm -hmm. And, and well, this, the, these kinds of cases would proceed the very, very same way. And the other issue is this arbitrary victimhood card that so many will try to play. Oh, she was just a victim of the circumstances. 
if that's the case, then if you want to go with the arbitrary victim route, as is so often appealed to, well, we shouldn't hold that woman liable because she was a victim of the circumstances. Then why does that victimhood card not apply to the actual abortionist as well? Because the abortionist would be a victim as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Mm -hmm. argument is always, well, that poor woman, she's really a victim. No, there's only one victim in this, and it's the one that's murdered. Everyone could blame any situation on their circumstances. And so to arbitrarily say that that woman is a victim, as many will do in trying to say, well, that's not fair to prosecute a woman who murdered her baby. They don't follow that same arbitrary victimhood line through everything else. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's what I see again is another big inconsistency in, um, you know, in, in, in the pro-life argument and the pro-life position. I mean, for, for the most part, they, they do consider the woman to be a victim. And again, there are cases where, where that is, is true, uh, where, where women are, are victims in, in, in these situations, but there are, are a whole lot of cases where they are not, where they are just as guilty, um, you know, um, uh, have the intent of killing that baby. And uh, so I agree with you, David. Uh, you, it, It's really, I think, uh, hard to argue, you know, that in those kinds of situations that you have one party that um, that is 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 guilty of 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 murder, and uh, the other party who is not. I I think that that's a very very difficult thing to really argue, you know, from a from a from a logical perspective. Um, it's full of inconsistencies. Yeah, and just to put it out there, you can look at this up. I'm looking at Legi Scan or legiscan.com right now. Anyway, it's a summary. It says a woman upon whom an abortion was performed or induced or intended to be performed on or induced shall not be held criminally responsible for the death or attempted death of her unborn child. If the woman has been coerced or suffers from a mental disease or effect. So it is there. So if any legislator talks to you, after you talk to them or whatever, if anybody says this bill is just going to just get rid of all women, this is just an anti-woman bill. You know, that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to do. Right. Because they're not going Mm -hmm. to read and they're going to trim facts. They're not going to say that they're just mad about it. But no, this says, again, we have an established system, right? If something happens, it has to be tried. There has to be evidence. There has to be 12 jurors. There has to be the time taken to judge everything to get the evidence and bring it forward. And this is all Christian um, stolen mm-hmm. stuff anyway. This is why we do it. So it goes through a, a process, right? And if exactly. it is found that she premeditated murder to where, say, it's the, uh, it's, the, it's the actress that stood up on stage. If I did not abort my baby, I would not be standing here right now. That is not a victim right? at Correct. all. So if it's a person like that, that is child sacrifice. And again, we live in a time that, well, they, they say Jesus was some grotesque sacrifice and we believe in weird child sacrifice. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, we put, we put that, we treat that civilly. Again, we're talking about the civil sphere here. We treat that civilly as a murderer and yes. it's, that's the way we need to do it. That's equal justice. And so Correct. my added little benefit here is we, we hear that people that are incrementalists, they would like it to end in abolition. So eventually they have to be okay. Eventually they want to get to the point where mm-hmm. Everybody has to be okay that we do this, right? The question is, why not now? And they will not answer that question. Right. They, they, you're, you're, you're correct. They, they don't have a good answer for that. Hmm. Um, Cause they gotta be again in the future, if they keep on going with their promise that we're going to end this thing eventually through all our increments, they have to be okay with it. It's just, why not now? Yeah. They, they, uh, they have this belief in government. Uh, mm-hmm. They, uh, they, they believe uh, in, in working through the government to accomplish these ends, and they're waiting for government to um, to give them permission to put an end to this. And that is a failed strategy. Mm-hmm. It's not a biblical strategy. 
and uh, 50 years, you know, nearly 50 years uh, after the, you know, the, the, the Roe versus Wade opinion, um, you know, we're still waiting for, for government to put an end to it. And um, I, um, I think we're going to be, be dis- really disappointed, you know, in, in, in that respect. I think it's time for the church to stand up and, um, you know, basically put it into abortion in this country. That's right. And we got 1800 Missouri Baptist churches. Just think of how many people yep. that is. If uh, we do that, they have to listen. Mm-hmm. They have to listen. Yep. It's time for the church to stand up and be the church of Jesus Christ and put an end to it. Well, Wes, uh, we so greatly appreciate the time that you have given us. Give us one more reminder of the abolitionist rally, where, when, and who is going to be involved and what can we do to make sure that we're getting the support for that out there. Okay. The rally is February, Wednesday, February the 9th at the state Capitol in Jefferson city. It will be inside in the rotunda um, inside the state Capitol. It begins at one and we will finish by three or or just shortly after um, on, on that afternoon. And so please come support, um, you know, support Senate Bill 699 if, if you can. Uh, there is going to be a number of speakers. Um, you know, Adam here is going to be speaking. We will have uh, Senator Moon uh, there who, who will, will speak for just a little bit. Joshua Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Myers, Brandon Dodd, uh, Pastor Brett Baggett from uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, those will be uh, the men that you'll be hearing. And so we, we look real, real, you know, really looking forward to that, uh, to, to, to the rally. Last year, we had a great crowd, had a great time, and uh, we're, we're looking to, to do that again and uh, to get the attention of the legislators. Make sure you, know, you call Senator White's office. We, we need people ringing his phone every day just ringing it off the hook. And, and I'm going to put this in the liner notes uh, and on yeah. YouTube and everything. And it'll Thank, be, you. We're gonna, Thank you so much, the Adam. One, one call uh, number. Mm-hmm. Heck, what I'll do is in the credits after this, it'll be up there as well. I'll even put it before. Call this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get Dude, this number and, on there. And, so, And just let me say, you know, I, I know sometimes, uh, you know, the thought of calling uh, your state senator or your state representative, uh, you know, can can be kind of scary. Um, you know, maybe for some people, you know, that, that that's not used to doing that, has has never done that before, and they're just like, oh golly, I, you know, I, I, they don't know what to expect. Uh, it's it's very very simple. All right, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, just uh, make make the call. But here's pr- really the way it's going to happen. All right, when you call you know, your, your state senator or, or state rep's office, you know, they're not going to be the one that answers the phone. So, yeah. so you don't have to, to worry about them answering the phone and then getting into a debate with you. All right. <laughs> you're, they're, they're not going to, you're not going to be asked a lot of questions that you're going to have to have an answer for or, or defend. What's going to happen is one of their staff members is going to answer the phone and they're going to take your name. You know, who, who are you? Um, they're going to ask you for, you know, where you live and not specifically your, your, your street address, but you know, you're just like Springfield, Missouri, right? Um, West Scrog in Springfield, Missouri. Why are you, you know, what, what are you calling? What, what's your concern? And just simply tell them we want Senator White to give SB 699 a hearing. They know what 699 is. Believe mm-hmm. me, you're not going to have to explain it. They're not going to ask you to explain it. Just we want, I want Senator White to give Senate Bill 699 a hearing. And they're going to say, thank you. Um, I will make sure that the senator gets the message. All right. And and for the most, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. All right. Um, very quick, very, very, very easy. Just let right? picture it as being a, uh, a petition that you sign on the street. Yeah, And so that's all you're doing with a quick call. Mm-hmm. And heck, if you get them, that's even better. And you don't have to uh, be all freaked out. They're people, they're image bearers, just like you. That's yep. the whole point of this whole thing yeah. is let's treat each other with, you know, equally yeah. you know, yep. as image bearers of God is what we want to do. And so just exactly. politely just tell them 699, please hear it, sir. Please beg, mm-hmm. you know, don't debate them. Just beg them. 
you know, right. you know, and that's all you have to do is just beg them, please, please hear this out for the people that cannot speak exactly. and call on the phone right now. Exactly. They'll call you later and thank you. Exactly. How about that? You yep. know, just like some little quick, you know, I'm a dad joke king. So, you know, you can just do it, keep it lighthearted because <laughs> that's all you need to do mm-hmm. is just to let them know. So it's just a phone petition. So, yep. Yep. yeah. Yep. Be, be well, nice, be polite and mm-hmm. uh, just tell them, um, share your concern with them. They'll take down the note and. That, that'll be it. And then call back the next day and the next day and the next day and keep those phones ringing folks. Mm-hmm. So, well, awesome. Well, Wes, uh, thank you so much. Um, it's, it's uh, going to be an honor to, um, you know, since Dave had to up and leave the state of Missouri and, uh, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, I've got to do this thing to uh, even, even harder. Now I've got, I've got yeah. to abolish even harder now, You're doing a good um, job. but, uh, anyway just to be able to work with you to have you in my home again thank this you. home's always open thank you. Uh, to you this uh podcast is always open to you and Mike yes. moon um anything that uh comes up that you want to talk about we'll immediately figure out a way to get together to at least get something recorded on zoom sure. and then uh up- uploaded as soon as yeah. we can possibly do that so don't hesitate there um but i look forward to working with you and look forward thank to you. february 9th it's going to be awesome same again, here yeah, be able to meet Brett Baggett too. That's going to be killer. Looking and forward be to being there be as well. My brothers. So, yeah. and Dave, I'm going to end up seeing Dave in person because he's going to be, be there. there. And so, you know, like he's saying, like, I'm going to be there and speak like that's something. No, Dave's going to be there. So go there to be there, him. And then I'll just be in the background, like talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a great time. So, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, same here. I, I, I look forward to working with, with you. And yeah, love to get back on maybe here. Um, you know, in, in the weeks to come, just kind of give uh, your listeners an update on yeah. mm-hmm. the bill, you know, uh, what happens, you know, what maybe doesn't happen. Um, but, but yeah, like to be back on and want to make you an, uh, the official abolition tag fellow or something. Yeah. And you just like record something, you send it, we just upload it with a little, you know, with a little all hail the power of Jesus name, yeah. uh, intro and outro, and then I'll, we'll dress it up and let you be the abolitionist tag fellow. Be glad to, yeah, <laughs> be we, glad that, to. that'd be uh, great. Need, yeah. Need to get the word out. So yeah, just appreciate you guys giving us the outlet, right. To, to, to get the no, word out. We're not uh, anything special, but the thing um, is God uses every little bit of it for his glory and that's all we're that's all we're happy with so again we hear little stories here and there that make all this uh what we do worth every bit of whatever we put into this you know so it's it's wonderful so we hope that the other outlets so um are you going on any other uh radio shows anytime soon about this i am supposed to be on about six more radio shows this week cool between now and friday all right. Uh, there will be six. And those those uh, radio shows are everywhere from um, from, well, the Joplin, the Osho area, uh, Springfield to St. Louis, Jeff City, Columbia. Um, I think we're getting a, a pretty good coverage, uh, you cool. know, radio shows here in kind of the southwest, uh, you know, kind of central part of the state. All right. Well, for any information, um, you can uh, look up Abolish Abortion Missouri. You can look it up on Facebook. There's Abolish Abortion Mo. Is it dot com or dot org? Dot com. Okay. Abolish Abortion Mo. Dot com. Yes, that's what, yeah, abolishabortionmo.com is right there. Anyway, um, but you can look that up. You can look it up on Facebook, um, get hooked up, email him, get on a mailing list to know what's going on. And just, there's a lot of other cool people to talk to and everything. But seriously, if you can, I'm skipping work um, to do this. So I am putting my livelihood on a delay for a day so that I can come up and, well, it's awesome to be able to speak, but I would have to be there anyway. And it's going to be a pleasure to be there. Um, cause like I had to repent and say, I need to be there and I need to be there next year and the year after. And guess what? I have to be okay with really enjoying a rally and then like getting abolished and not having to have the rally anymore. Yeah, (laughs) roll it up. It's all good. So anyway, and there's blessings in obedience, you know, you you get involved in this fight with us and uh, you work, you know, to, uh, you know, to get the attention of these magistrates. Mm. There's, there's blessings in that. There there really is promise. There's blessings in that. And it's just one of those things, you know, on your brochure here, um, it says, you know, he will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth. And this is old Testament. Yeah. So justice will be established mm-hmm. on the earth and it's not going to come as a uh, 747 outbreak. 
know, but he has implanted his church. He is living in his people. And this is our call. And so whenever we get to Ephesians again, says walk worthy of the calling to which you have been called yeah not all of us are pastors not all of us are representatives and senators and judges and presidents and governors and all that stuff but we have been given a jurisdiction and that's not by chance god has put us there now let's just do what he's asked us to do by simply just a couple little things we stay in a lane and we do that and we just preach the gospel to whoever we're preaching to at the time. And that's all, that's all we're asking in this abolition thing. So walk worthy of the calling to, to which you are called. If you do it, other people will, they'll respond. And again, God will establish justice in all the earth under the authority of Jesus Christ for the sake of his church. Yes. So amen. anything that you got to add at the end here, Dave? No, just really appreciate your time, Wes. I uh, I'm so thankful that you'd come on our program again. And Thanks for having me. Thank you, Adam, also for all your time and energy in this. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, I didn't give a whole lot of amens because the uh, screen would switch back and forth. You know, <laughs> that used to not be something that I would do. I could give a- amens, but uh, not as many tonight. But man, just well, a blessing to be able to meet with both you guys today. Well, same, same here, David. And, uh, you know, thank you for all you're doing, all you continue to do, even here in Missouri, God bless your work, uh, your new church there. Thank you. I, he has already, and I hope he continues to do it. He will. Yeah, he will. Well, I guess uh, that's going to end our show for this evening. I hope that you've had your questions answered. If you have any more, please email us or email Wes. Um, So with that said, this is the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And we got... And Soli. Deo. Deo.